Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to Memento, a podcast by Washington Avenue Christian Church. See, here at Washington Avenue, we understand that sometimes we forget who we are, sometimes we forget what we're supposed to do, and sometimes we even forget what we talked about on Sunday mornings. And so the purpose of this podcast, Memento, is to remind us of who we are and remind us of what we're supposed to be doing, and even remind us about what we talked about on Sunday. Um, I don't remember how many podcasts... (laughs) what episode we're on now because we've done enough of these um but i will say that we're in the last week of this uh iteration of ephesians um we wrapped up chapter three this week in our sermon um, by covering chapter uh, three verses 14 to 21 and that's where we're going to be talking from today but before i dive into that just a friendly reminder that uh next week we're going to be doing like a standalone Thanksgiving sermon, and um, I'm going to be off all next week, as is uh, Jake and Isaac, um, just to spend some extra time with our families. And so we won't be uh, doing an episode next week, but um, we'll be back on the th- uh, the uh, December 2nd with um, a brand new episode again as we uh, dive into Advent, and I'm really excited about that and to kind of change uh, change our focus just a little bit. Um, for a few weeks uh, leading up to Christmas. Then we'll dive back into Ephesians whenever we dive back into Ephesians um, as a church body. Um, So yeah, we're excited for that. Um, There'll be a couple breaks with the holiday season and travel and things like that, but uh, just keep checking back. Uh, Go ahead and uh, if you just subscribe to our podcast um, and to the YouTube channel, then it'll just come right up on your phone. You don't even have to check. Um, if you really want to be um, a passionate listener, you could hit the bell and you could actually get a notification when we drop a new episode and then you'll be the first to hear it. And what is better than that? I don't know, but um, so, lots of things probably, but you should do it anyway, because it's great. Anyway, I digress. We're in Ephesians chapter three today, looking at verse 14 to 21. Let me just read it for us real quick. This is Paul talking And he says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his great glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all of the the saints what is the breadth and length and height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, and that you may be filled with all of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So we finally get uh, this week to the long-awaited prayer that Paul's kind of been building towards um, throughout the text thus far, and he uh, last week kind of started to pray and then uh, digressed, and now um, he he brings himself back and he says, okay, I'm going to get on my knees and I'm actually going to pray this time. And so we get the prayer that we've been waiting for um, for the entirety of the book thus far. And um, man, I love, I love this section of text. I love this prayer. Um, Sidebar, if you find yourself struggling to pray, um, I was just uh, reading about and thinking about prayer a little bit um, these past couple of days. And um, if prayer is a struggle for you, like it is for me, because it's a struggle for me, um, and you find yourself not knowing what to say or how to pray or anything like that, you should certainly just uh, 
experiment with that because like, here's the thing, God doesn't care like what you say. He, he already knows it anyway. The purpose of prayer is not to tell God things he doesn't know, but to, to, to realize within ourselves that like God already has us, that he already knows and that it's already um, in effect, but that, that, that we're relying on God um, for the results, not for ourselves, and um, that the results are outside of our control. And so we don't pray to, uh, to change God's mind or to ask God for something that he doesn't think or that he didn't already consider that we needed or didn't need, uh, but simply to remind ourselves of who's in control. So you should pray. Pray regardless of how you feel about what you're saying. But if you're struggling to find the words to say, um, one of the best ways to pray is by simply like reading prayers, right? And um, there, are, there are countless books um, throughout the church history library that uh, you can find that are just written prayers by early church fathers and um, some sainted church individuals who um, were really good at praying and, and, and they wrote their prayers down. So read those. Um, also, uh, there's lots of prayers in the Bible, believe it or not. Um, read those. And don't just like read those and be like, okay, well, I did that. But like pray, pray those prayers. Um, and, and whether or not you're a sainted individual, like write out your prayers. It really helps to keep oh goodness, excuse me, it really helps to keep like your line of focus, right? And your train of thought because uh, the pen does not move as fast as the mind. And so, um, you know, that's that's a really effective thing that I've done is to actually begin writing out my prayers. Then I have them on record too, and I can like go back and look at them and see how God has worked in different seasons of my life. Um, but that was a really long way for me to say that like, if you're struggling with how to pray, read prayers and like, this is a prayer. So like you can read and pray this prayer as well. And, and uh, Jim reminded us on Sunday that uh, Paul has four different things here that he is praying on behalf of the church of Ephesus for. And um, what I want to remind you of today is that like he's not just like saying this prayer for uh, the people who are going to receive this letter in Ephesus or um, wherever else this letter was sent, but like Paul is praying these things for you and for me. And, and the first thing that he says in his prayer, we can find in uh, verse 16. Verse 16, it picks up in the middle of a sentence right after a comma. It says that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner being. So the first thing that Paul prays for, asks for, is that, that they may be strengthened through the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, this is Paul's prayer for you and me as well, that you and I may be strengthened through the power of the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing, um, and I'm, I'm struggling with how to word this because I don't want it to seem like I'm correcting Paul because it's certainly far, uh, far and away beyond like my capacity um, intellectually or spiritually or otherwise to do. But like, the thing is, is that we are strengthened by the Holy Spirit. It's not a matter of whether or not we're strengthened by the Holy Spirit. It's, it's a matter more so of whether or not we choose to rely on that strength or not. So, so maybe a, 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 a tiny bit better way to phrase this, or maybe a, uh, not necessarily phrase, but to think about is like, may we remember to lean into the strength of the Holy Spirit that we already have access to. 
right? It's not like we have to be in the right spot or do the right things or, or uh, you know, have everything together to have access to the power of the Holy Spirit in as much as we're believing in and, and, and leaning on Jesus in as much as we've given our hearts and our lives to him, like we have the Holy Spirit, which means that we have the power that the Holy Spirit offers and provides. And so um, all we have to do, guys, is like lean into that and access that. So we are, we are, this, this part of the prayer has already been answered. We are strengthened by the Holy Spirit, but sometimes we forget. So let us remember then that we have access to the strength of the Holy Spirit. The second thing that he prays for is that they may be rooted and established in love. This is verse 17, right? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that being rooted and grounded in love, and again, it breaks off there, but what it, Paul desires for us to be rooted and grounded established in love. And, and man, there are so many, so many passages that you could go to here to, to uh, supplement this teaching, to supplement these thoughts. Um, they, they will know, Jesus told his disciples, he, he said, they will know my, that you are my followers. They will know you are di- my disciples by your love, right? And if, if love is not a defining characteristic of you as a person, then... Um, I don't know. I don't want to say anything too harsh, but maybe all that needs to be said is that one thing that we can constantly, constantly, constantly be working on is to be more rooted and more established in love for God, for ourselves, which is maybe the most neglected one, and and also for each other, right? Um, they, The world will know that we are Jesus' disciples by the way that we love right? By the way that we love each other, the community of believers, by the way that we love ourselves, and, and by the way that we love God. And, and sometimes I think that, um, you know, loving the community of believers, loving God, sure, easy. That's an that's a easy check mark. Loving the community of believers, a little bit m- more challenging, but man, I think that we really, really struggle with, with self-love. And, and if I can just riff here for a minute, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I feel like it's important is that, you know, we know the greatest command, right, is to love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and the second, Jesus said, is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And we love that verse because it's, you know, tells us, well, where our focus is supposed to be on God first, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, and whenever we say, like, loving God with all of our heart, um, what that doesn't mean is like a romantic, like, oh my gosh, I love you with all my heart, like, I love my spouse, but like, with our emotions and this is something that I'm working on right now and just kind of learning and, and, and unpacking is what does it mean to love God with my emotions? I'm not a very uh, emotional person. Um, I'm, I'm not a great, like emotionally healthy person. And so I've begun to kind of dig around in that. And, and we've got some stuff that's working that's going to come out in the springtime, actually, that uh, I'm hoping will um, allow us all to dive into this a little bit more if, if that's something that you're interested in, but like loving God with our emotions and not just like our happiness and our joy, but also like, uh, what does it look like to love God and to find fulfillment in our sadness and and in our mourning and in our disappointments? That's what it means to love God with your heart. Um, And and then 
Um, we love the love your neighbor part, right? And, and we put a lot of energy and a lot of focus towards that. But maybe the most neglected part is that loving yourself, right? That loving your neighbor as yourself, uh, which means that you can only love your neighbor to the capacity, to the extent that you're loving yourself. Um, so if you're not loving yourself well, you're not going to love your neighbor very well either. And loving yourself well is a lifelong challenge, right? It's a lifelong task to chase down, to try and figure out. And it's, it's a moving target because ourselves change. We go through a significant, significant changes every five to seven years in the way that we think, the way that we act, the way that we um, believe things, what brings us energy and happiness, all of these things. It's about an, a five to seven year cycle. So it's a moving target to figure out what it means to love yourself, but it's, it might be the most important thing other than loving God, because you can only love your neighbor to the capacity that you're loving yourself. So if you're not allowing yourself to rest, to find Sabbath, to seek contentment in, um, in Christ and God first and, and, and also in things like family and community and all these things, then you're not going to be able to love your neighbor well. And what Paul's prayer for us um, in, in, in this prayer uh, the, the second part here is that we would be rooted and established in love. So um, I wonder what it would look like for you to love yourself better this week. Um, and I know that like holidays are coming up and um, for some people that's really, really exciting and for some people that's really, really depressing and for some people that's even really, really scary. Um, but I just wonder what it might look like for you this week to love yourself better so that you can love your neighbor better um, as well. The third thing that Paul prays for is that we would comprehend the immensity of Christ's love. I'm going to get a running start. Um, gosh, this is all one big long sentence, but if I think that if we uh, get a running start in verse 17, we can kind of get where we need to be. So, <laughs> verse 17 says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you may be that you, being rooted and established in love, may have strength, the strength to comprehend with all of the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, and that you may be filled with all fullness of God. And it's really, really interesting here. I was just reading a little bit about this uh, this afternoon as I was preparing for this, and, and one commenter uh, noted that um, the breadth and length and height and depth, like there's no subject to that. Um, so there's a little bit of pontification, a little bit of speculation as to what <laughs> the height and breadth and uh, length and depth, I messed that up, but you understand what I'm saying. Like what that actually is, is that God's love? Is it um, God's wisdom? Is it the truth of these things? What is it? And you can you can chase those rabbit trails if you want to, but I think that the more important thing um, for us to understand is that maybe it's all of it, right? That that God Himself is so wide and deep and long, so much bigger than we can ever 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 comprehend, um, and and that the boxes that we draw for God um, and and try and keep Him to our um, dangerous and and maybe even insulting to God, um, but that regardless of of what that is, um, at the end of the day, it's God's love is a significant part of that. 
Um, 19 says, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And so certainly one of the aspects of that breadth and length and height and depth is the love of Christ, that that it goes far beyond what we can think or do. And we're having a little bit of technical difficulties here with the lights, but I'm just going to keep on rolling because um, you can listen to it and you don't really need to see this ugly mug. So we're going to keep going. We've got one more quick thing that we want to cover. And it's that uh, the fourth thing that they that Paul prays for is that they may, that the church that you and me may be filled with God's own fullness. And it's like, what does that even mean, right? The fullness of God fills you up. And Jim, remember, used the illustration of like the coffee cup with the new coffee machine, right? That the cup is so small um, and, and the coffee comes out fast and it fills up and we're not used to it. And so it's like, you know, right on the edge of spilling and, um, and then we stumble and we spill it out anyway. Um, and on Sunday night, actually, somebody uh, somebody said, well, the answer to the question, of, or the, the answer to the issue of uh, these cups overfilling is to get bigger cups. And I was like, yeah. And then I showed them where the bigger cups were. But as I've thought about that, it's like, well, yes, it's bigger cups. And so maybe Paul's prayer for us here is that not only that we be filled to the brim with God's fullness, but also that we would grow in our capacity to be filled with the fullness of God, right? So pray for bigger cups, right? That, that, that I may be more and more open, that, that, that anxieties and, and worries and fears and distractions and all of these things may be eliminated in me so that more and more of the fullness of God can be poured into me, that my cup may grow so that more of God's fullness can be present in my life as well. And then Paul concludes, now to him, this is his amen, right? Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. And I just wanna pull a couple of quick things out of that. I know we're getting a little bit long here. The first observation is this, and they're really the same observation, just worded a little bit differently, but it is impossible, guys. It is impossible to ask God for too much, right? It is impossible to ask God for too much. His capacity for giving far, far, far exceeds your capacity for asking or for even imagining, right? That's what Paul is saying here, is that that these boxes that we try and draw around God are, are small, too small that they're insulting and that we can't even begin to understand or imagine the um, capacity that God has for everything, for anything, including for giving. And so may we rest in that as we wrap up this first half of the book of Ephesians. May, may we rest in the fact that it is impossible to ask God for too much, that his capacity for giving far exceeds our capacity for asking. Let us lean into that. Let us take strength from that. And let us be reminded that, that we have access to the power of the Holy Spirit and that all we have to do to access that strength is to lean into it. May we, may we pursue over these next several weeks and, and moving forward um, bigger cups. May we understand and comprehend the immensity of Christ's love, and may we be rooted in that own love, which includes, but it's not limited to, a love for ourselves. I have loved, speaking of love, this um, 
digging around in Ephesians with you guys. I'm excited for Advent, but I'm already excited to dive back into Ephesians with us come uh, the new year. Uh, so if you enjoyed what you heard today or if you've been enjoying this series, would you do us a favor and subscribe to our podcast, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, share it with your friends and your family. Um, maybe you can have some good conversations or um, plant some seeds over these next few uh, holiday weeks where uh, the family is coming, whether we like it or not. So have have a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving, because I won't see you probably uh, for that. Love you guys, and we'll see you uh, in a couple weeks to start our Advent series. Until then, have a good time.